Hello and welcome to the Missing Peace Podcast. I'm your host Becca and my intention here is to inspire you to reconnect to yourself, realize the teacher you have within you and to bring more love, joy, peace, freedom, connection, basically all the good stuff into your life. Myself and guests cover topics from self-awareness, personal development and healing to nature, spirituality and all the fun esoteric stuff. I hope that by listening to the show, you are inspired to start or continue your own healing journey and to find your missing piece within. Hello, everybody. Welcome back and welcome to anyone new here as well. It is just lovely to have you here so you can experience the beautiful energy of Helen Falovino, who is a mindful movement instructor. And you know what? It's just, she really embodies this. She really embodies the idea of living a mindful life and moving mindfully through it. The kind of flow of just going through life, through the changes that happen, through the learnings, through reflection, and just leaning into the beauty of daily moments. These are some of the things that we talk about in this episode. Helen is well with Hells on YouTube and has hundreds of free classes on there alongside a paid subscription. I've had the pleasure of joining her on some of these classes as well, which obviously you can do, and actually watching some of her blogs. Vlogs, should I say? Why do I always want to say blogs? They're vlogs, everybody. It's on YouTube. Get that in your head. <laughs> Don't mind berating you about it. It's kind of my issue there. But um, but yeah, she just do you know what? I just feel like when I either do her classes or I watch the vlogs, it's as though it gives me permission to just slow down in life and live more mindfully and live more in the present. And yeah, I think this is something that Helen really embodies. So in this episode, we're going to cover all this kind of topic, but it's a pretty free-flowing conversation as well, where we talk about how mindful movement can help express our emotions, you know, how we can express them through our body how we can or how it's helped Helen heal her relationship with her body as well. We talk about the empowerment that you can receive by tracking your menstrual cycle and we talk about finding balance and yeah just so much. So I really hope you enjoy it guys and I would love to hear what you think of this episode so you can get in touch with me via the links below. I'm sure Helen would as well so do reach out to her and yeah just grab a brew and just sit or go for a walk and just embody it as well feel into it thanks everybody hello helen welcome to the missing piece podcast it's really great to have you here especially after recently been looking through your vlogs and following your mindful movement so yeah thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having me on it's always such a treat to come on a podcast even though i am very very nervous today as we were saying um but yeah, I think this is going to be a good one. Oh, no, I think your energy feels really good. I'm not getting any of that nervous energy, but not that it matters because it's important for us to say these things as well, isn't it? I think sometimes people think like, oh, these are really easy, but it is still kind of scary, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's important to, to sometimes say that, especially if you're in the online space, isn't it? Definitely. And I feel like podcasting for me feels so different to YouTube. I know some people might be like, oh, you do vlogs and teach classes. It's the same. But to me, it feels very, very different because I'm quite a, I use my body to talk quite a lot and my expression. So with podcasting, that feels very alien to me. And I was actually just saying before I came on the podcast, I was like, oh, I wanted to cancel. And I was like, do you know what? This is good to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and push yeah. ourselves to do these things. So 
thank you for having me. No, thank you for that as well. You're, you're so right. I mean, I still get nervous doing podcasts, but if I was to record a video or something, I'd, I think I'd just be beside myself. But we have to use that fear. That fear is often saying something that we need to kind of try and push ourselves. So so that's really cool. So um, I'd love it if you could just start by introducing who you are, what it is you do, and I guess how you've got to where you are now. Yeah, so my name's Helen. I'm currently based in Barcelona, uh, but I was living in London for around 14 years, um, and I'm a mindful movement instructor. I've done lots of yoga training. I've done some like yin yoga training, some uh, prenatal yoga training, lots of different trainings basically and whilst I was in London I was teaching lots of in-person classes so running all around the city um, teaching corporate groups teaching in some studios and gyms and then obviously we went into lockdown and I started teaching online so I have a YouTube channel uh, I now have a membership so people who want to do extra classes with me and live classes with me can join me for that uh, yeah, and then I also make videos for other people. I try not to do that as much, um, but that did get me through lockdown. So making uh, mindful movement classes for different apps and things. And yeah, so we've recently moved to Barcelona because I am cold blooded and I need the warmth. <laughs> <laughs> but I also love city life. So Barcelona is the perfect blend. And uh, yeah, that's that's me, basically. Oh, lovely. Thank you for sharing. So I would love to hear more about mindful living and mindful movement. Um, so would you be able to just explain a bit of your your journey into it? What does it mean to you? What is mindful living? What is mindful movement? Um, and yeah, how did you get into this? Yeah, so I think, so before I uh, did my training, I worked a nine to five corporate job. Um, straight, I actually did a creative degree, but I wanted to live in London and really hard to get any creative jobs in London without having to do lots of work for free. And I had to pay bills. So I just ended up getting any job. I worked um, at a healthcare website. I worked at Debenhams online and Bowdoin online. And I don't know really what it was, but I had this thing one day and I didn't, I kind of had this moment where I was like, how 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 am I here I've ended up in a job that I don't really love it stresses me pretty much every day I don't think I'm particularly good at it um and the money wasn't really great either and I was just kind of like what am I how did I get here and I felt like I was living on autopilot I don't know if you've ever felt that where you're like wow that's like five years of my life and I don't yeah know how that's happened <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah and that was really scary so I guess the start of my journey was that and then I started to put boundaries in place after work so I was like okay I have to leave work at five and I feel like either as an excuse to who I worked with or mostly to myself if I book a yoga class or something after work it'll make me leave because it's expensive to go to classes and you don't want to like, waste your money. So I started doing that and then I just grew like more and more love for it. And when I was doing those, I think it was the great teachers that I was practicing with. It wasn't really about the class. It was like the feeling after class. It made me want to look after myself a bit more, maybe eat a healthier meal, maybe not drink or go out like afterwards. Um, or like not as much 
Um, and that was kind of the start. And then I was like, do you know what? Let's just do a training. It, there was no like pressure to teach. I was just kind of like, let's just see. And I did it. And then I instantly knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and yeah, then I quit my job, started teaching. You do have to hustle in the beginning because it's not that you do it for the love in the beginning. I do feel it's not really the money. Um, and yeah, that's kind of snowballed into online teaching. And I actually really enjoy teaching online. It suits my personality quite well. I, I'm an introvert, so the I can have this online community, but then I can also step away from it and recharge my batteries, as it were. So um, yeah, that's, that's my journey so far. I think that answered the question, sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, so obviously you've, been studying yoga you're a yoga instructor mm. and now you I think you tend to kind of call yourself like a mindful movement instructor mm. um what what's the difference to you in that to me I felt like um it felt like I wasn't maybe teaching traditional yoga and just out of respect for that I wanted to move away from calling it that also I felt like I'm still kind of figuring it out by the way um I felt like this mindful movement embodied more of just, not just the classes, it's a way of life um, that goes past, uh, yeah, what I do in a class. And I know yoga does, but I kind of, I don't know, I was kind of taking my own kind of style on it. And like I said, I'm still kind of figuring it out what that means and what the message is really, but I guess it's open to interpretation, isn't it, how we enjoy mindfulness yeah yeah absolutely and do you know what? I've, I've obviously done a couple of um your videos over mm. well actually I've done probably quite a few when I think about it because I think I discovered you a year or two ago really via what I think it was a, a vegan Facebook group when I saw you post about it um and yeah so what I really love about what you do is like you said it's it's kind of yoga but at the same time it feels like um it feels like I'm I'm having that freedom to connect to my body in the way that I want to connect with it. And you have a very like relaxed and gentle way of teaching. And I think that really comes across so I can see where mindful movement comes from. And I also love that you talk about the fact that you're still figuring it out, you know, um, it's important because in this world, I think we can get obsessed with the idea of being perfect before we even start something and, you know, your journey's evolving as it goes. So I think that's uh, I think that's really, really cool. Um, so I'd love to hear maybe a little bit more, just this is curiosity from me as well, going from my yeah. own journey through healing body and, and food and whatnot. Has mindful movement or calling it mindful movement, I guess, has that had an impact on how your relationship with your body at all? Oh, 100%. Yeah. In the beginning, when I started practicing yoga, I was into hot yoga and Ashtanga yoga, quite rigid and not rules necessarily, but, um, often how it's taught is alignment this is right this is not right and whilst it had it had its benefits for me at the time how I'm kind of growing now I'm realizing that that doesn't suit me so well I need a little more freedom for expression and to just explore myself I guess um 
and I'm again I'm still figuring out ways to kind of cue people to do that for themselves as well I try to say like don't look at me in class or close your eyes and let go of what it looks like uh so yeah in in that way it's made me more connected to my body in that how amazing it is and it's completely limitless in a sense of like movement and energy um so yeah I feel like every single day it's like a new experience which is fun to think I think (laughs) Mm. oh that's lovely to hear um I can fully resonate with that as well just I think often we start exercise and we're quite I don't know if it's because it's really tied to the effect that it might have on our body I don't know like our body image or weight loss or whatever it is um we get told that there's a particular type of movement that's best for us and I was the same and I went for everything was quite like if I ever did yoga in the beginning it had to be something intense or it had to be ashtanga um something really kind of more strict and like which is the one that's going to give me the most kind of um change to my body or something which is not even the way it is but yeah um and it's as though like you kind of as you go through the journey especially maybe with it being yoga I don't know if it just helps you kind of go do you know what actually there's more to this and more that I can gain from this like you said you could you can still do that with ashtanga you can do it with any any form of yoga or movement but it was as though it was like a journey back to me and how my body wanted to move so I love that it makes every day different for you because that's the beauty of our bodies isn't it? and they kind of express if you feel this as well but it's as though like sometimes our bodies are kind of expressing what's going on in our internal world and we need to express that differently every day would you say goodness absolutely yeah I always think of if you have if you think of like when you have a really strong emotion and what that feels like you feel it like in your bones almost don't you and it needs to be expressed in a physical way and sometimes we don't allow ourselves I mean obviously there are sometimes it's maybe not appropriate to uh, express ourselves how we want, but um, in the privacy of our own home or in a safety of a mindful movement class, you're Mm. free to, to let that out. And I think that's really important. Otherwise we're just kind of bottling up everything being too like stiff upper lip. And that makes me feel tight. Just thinking about it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And actually just a little confession before this podcast as well, because I was feeling a bit nervous and I do this before quite a few of my podcasts, but not necessarily, I usually go for a walk, but today I wanted to dance. So I put like a playlist on two songs and just was like dancing out the the nerves and it like opens you up, doesn't it? It's as though like you free it and you release it. Yeah. I totally get that with dancing. I have a dancing at home playlist on my Spotify and it's got like all my favorite songs at the moment. And uh, yeah, just pop on that. It makes you feel so good, doesn't it? Oh, so good. I think dancing is just, it's so, so healing. Um, So how would you suggest, say people are obviously interested in this, how would you suggest that people can start living more mindfully or moving more mindfully? Hmm. I guess for me, the, the easiest one to answer is how to move more mindfully. So um, I would suggest maybe going to a class um, or like just popping on a YouTube video. And then I always say, if you like, you know, maybe the, the YouTube video or the class will get you started. And then if you have this feeling to be like, do you know what, I'm just going to do my own thing. You might even turn off the class and then just continue in your own way. Um Yeah, I think music is a great one. Just pop on some music and get moving. There's no right or wrong way to dance. There's no right or wrong way to do mindful movement, Um, which I think is, I always say it to people, but I can sometimes see it in people's eyes where they're like, 
no, but tell me how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of have to explain that in different ways or try and inspire people in different ways. So I do share like videos of me doing it and say like, take inspiration from this or what happens when you try that movement? How does that feel for you? Or what makes you curious in your movement? And I think it's just about bringing back play and joy and just doing it for the joy rather than the calorie burn or that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess it's like, would you say it's kind of as though we're kind of tapping into what we intrinsically need, what our intuition is sort of telling us to, to go for? And sometimes, yeah, like you said, if we've never done that before, it can be a bit scary. It's like, can you give me instructions on how to move in, in this intuitive manner? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you find that difficult in the beginning or for yourself? Oh, 100%. I think learning to listen in, even now still practicing, learning to listen to your intuition is actually really hard because I feel like maybe in the times that we live in, we're so used to getting lots of advice and seeking out advice from others, which can be great. But maybe in some ways we give up our power too easily or we expect other people to know what's going on within us when we maybe just need a little bit of quiet, a little bit of self-reflection to listen to it it's hard though it's yeah it's no easy task (laughs) um yeah yeah, that's kind of what I want my classes to be like handing back the power to yourself to be like you know what's best for you in this moment you don't think you do but you do (laughs) yeah no that's that's really beautiful and it's it is it's about that that journey back to ourselves isn't it and sometimes we need a guide to help us understand it and Mm. it's a process and it takes time and it's learning and things but it's just I don't know if you found the same as well but it is so rewarding and just so I don't know it's just it's as though you kind of start living like a different in a slightly different way I guess it's more mindfully as well isn't it it's more connected to everything that's going on for you a hundred percent. I don't know, maybe if you felt a shift since you've kind of started living more intuitively or more mindfully that I was kind of like, I can't, but I'm living a whole different life. Like nothing has really changed, but I feel like I'm living a whole different life now. Yeah. Like you've seen it from a different perspective perhaps. Or... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Um, And one thing I I really wanted to talk about as well is I saw um, you were sharing this on one of your blogs about guilt-free downtime. And that's Mm. something that you, you know, you you kind of work on. So I'd love to hear what your take is on that, because I think a lot of people do struggle with feeling guilty when they're they're taking time for themselves or downtime, however they want to talk about it. So yeah, I'd love to know what your take on on it is and how you're working on it. Yeah, it's a really tough nut to crack again still have to catch myself um and I think that is it just catching yourselves in those moments where you're like am I being unkind to myself here like I need rest my body is cueing rest my eyes hurt or my back hurts or like you don't need to be sat at this laptop anymore I'm not doing work efficiently sometimes I don't know if you ever get this where you're not really doing work efficiently and you're not really doing rest efficiently. So you're not, you're in that middle ground of just time wasting. I always think of it as it's like do one or the other (laughs) really well. And then there'll be no like wasted blurred lines. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I experienced this a lot as well. <laughs> and like you said, sometimes you can know what your intention is, but it doesn't always mean we do it, does it? It's mm-hmm. just a long process of, of learning or mm-hmm. unlearning, I guess, um, of how to release like that guilt or have that focus. And sometimes, I, I know it's a bit of a cheesy phrase, but I always think that like slowing down to speed up really is so yeah. powerful because if you don't have the right energy and you're just expending loads of time on something if you actually did it when you felt good enough to do it it would just well the energy would be right for it and you'd probably actually save time right I totally feel you there yeah it's it's tricky it's how do you find with podcasting because you I'm similar to you I like to walk and listen to a podcast that's like my downtime I'll go in nature and listen to a podcast um but obviously that is part of your job so do you see that as your downtime or do you see that as your work time sometimes or? Ooh, um, so funnily enough, recently over the past couple of months, um, a bit of a journey of, again, going into my intuition, I realized that I was, I listened to so many podcasts. I love podcasts and mm. that's why I love podcasting as well. I really love them. Um, but I was just consuming so many that I think I was trying to find advice from other people when, as much as that advice is amazing, like you said, it could be brilliant to have advice from other people, but sometimes we just need to shut it off, shut off the noise, however positive it is, and listen to what is actually going on inside. Now, is that is that something that happens with you at all as well when it comes to everything that you're doing online? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I am. Um, it's so funny that you should say that because I'm similar. I love going for a walk, listen to a podcast more so the music actually now I love like long podcasts like two three hours of my vibe but I don't know one day all of a sudden I was like this is another person's voice in my head and I just need my own voice in my head and then I went through a period maybe like a month or two in the summer where I didn't really listen to podcasts at all and I'd just go for a walk and I'd have like instrumental music on or just nothing and it really like helped me untangle a lot of stuff in a way that I wasn't really anticipating. Because I feel like walking makes you, I don't know, it just gets, for me, my thoughts untangle and yeah, makes yeah. You, helps me figure a lot of stuff out walking. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I, I fully resonate with that. And walking's massive for me as well. I recently actually, well, last Friday, put out a little newsletter, which was kind of a little gentle, I was put it in inverted commas, poem, because I don't feel like a poet or anything, but it was oh. about walking. And I was like, because walking is just, like you said, you kind of walk out what's going on. I don't know if it's like a a natural process of your body to start releasing what's, mm. what's in there. And, and it's as though it kind of allows your mind to just sort of, keep kind of like going it goes on overdrive sometimes and then it like relaxes it goes yeah I've kind of walked it out now um and then you can be even more mindful and you can be even more connected to yourself um and yeah that, that I I fully fully get that with walking as well it's just it's so important for us to reconnect to ourselves isn't it when even though it sounds brilliant to go let's listen to what other people share and that's great but mm-hmm. our best teacher is inside isn't it really 100% that's yeah that's truly what I believe and yeah with walking I do find it more I know it isn't meditation but it is more for me more meditative than sitting because our thoughts are moving and changing I feel like the pace of your feet help kind of like you say walk it out I think that's like the perfect way to say it basically (laughs) walk it out yeah yeah I like that you say that as well because 
I think meditation can be very difficult for a lot of people, but, and sometimes it's like walking, is it aiding meditation? Is it meditation? It's such a, I know some purists would say it wouldn't be meditation at all, I guess, but like you, it's as though you have to, meditation is always going to have thoughts coming in, isn't it? You're always going to have thoughts coming in, but when you release them more walking, then you can get more meditative. So I'm, I'm with you on that. And whether definition is not right to some people, I don't know, but I find that I can get a lot from that more than I can do by sitting, especially when my body doesn't want to sit and my body wants to move. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's really embodying a lot. Mindful movement, we probably should call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm always intrigued, like, what other people do, like, for, like, fun, like, movement-wise, like, hiking or walking. Or I think there's lots of cyclists uh, that come to my channel. And I always love chatting with them and just... Because, yeah, I can see how even, yeah, riding their bike is, like, super mindful to some people. Or going for a run. And my partner, he, he can't run anymore, but... um he'd always say like running is med like meditation for him that pace of his feet is like yeah 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 no it's it's interesting isn't it because yeah there's these ideas that you you can't overlap some of these things but I think you can can't you it's like an integration of your mind body and, and your spirit I guess and your soul yeah. all of it coming together and so you're walking it out you're letting your mind relax and you're letting like that inner teacher come through so it's it's great to hear what works for other people because then it I guess it maybe even gives permission for others to then explore more of what could mm. work for them perhaps yeah absolutely and even like listen to a podcast like this hopefully someone's curious about oh I didn't know I had an inner voice or <laughs> intuition yeah. like it might just lead someone down a little rabbit hole definitely and I think yeah this even just talking about mindful living or mindful movement as opposed to just mindfulness that sometimes even just having something phrased in that different way mm. and you offering your perspective of mindful living and mindful movement that sometimes that just resonates with people more so I would I really love to hear now more about like your journey of developing mindful movement of developing your online platform of getting onto YouTube like you said you were a teacher in person first yeah. so how has that process been and has it also been a kind of a priority for your business to fit into mindful living for you as well mm, oh that's such a good question oh well let's go to the beginning so I uh yeah started teaching in person I my partner and I had our own studio in London he's a photographer um so the space worked good for him and me so it'd be photography in the day and then it would turn into yoga classes at night and just one way to promote it uh, was YouTube. So I do daily vlogs, um, just like sh sharing life of what it's like, really like to run a studio and stuff. And I really liked it. It kept me on track most day, most days and accountable. Um, but then I started to share classes and I really enjoy sharing classes because I like to hear people's feedback even if they don't love the classes to me it's still really helpful because it's constructive generally I mean some people maybe not so much but yeah. generally I, I, there's always something to be taken from it and yeah just getting to know people how they landed on it why they've come to the practice why they were searching for what they were searching um, and that was kind of like the hook for me was the comments and the chatting with people and the community um and then yeah obviously the pandemic happened what is happening and it all went online and yeah my youtube channel had a bit of a spike it didn't have a huge like 
growth, like maybe some. Um, but I do feel like it might be like quite niche what the classes that I teach. So uh, yeah, that kind of like launched that. And then uh, I kind of held off doing a paid membership for a little while because even we're both self-employed. So money was tricky and I felt like it would be tricky for a lot of people. So I thought YouTube was good because it's free. I get a little bit of AdSense from YouTube. I wanted to keep it free. But yeah, then it got to a point where I was a bit like, the amount of effort and time that not just myself, but my boyfriend's putting in as well, we need to start paying ourselves because we matter as well. You might do this, put yourself at the bottom of the list, you'll pay everyone else and everyone gets like their fair payment and then there's nothing left for you. And you're like, this is not sustainable and it is something that I really want to continue doing. Yeah. Uh, and then the, I had that moment and then a very kind subscriber, he's a web developer, offered to make a website for me um, at cost price, which was so, so kind. He's still like with us today. We pay him now though. <laughs> um, so that's when My Mindful Movement came about. We made our membership and it's going to be a year in November. So I'm still trying to find the balance of doing the paid content for the members, but I am really passionate about free and accessible classes. So it's like finding that balance of mm. give away, how much to hold back. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing and just being honest about it as well, because this is it, you're putting your energy out there, doing something you really want to do. But if you wanted to be able to continue to do it and to continue off what you're doing and that other people are receiving, then mm -hmm. there has to be a kind of like... um yeah, a balance, doesn't there? A kind of a give and a receive. And and I, I fully struggle with that as well. But yeah, I just think it's it's really important to start putting yourself in that. And it's great because then that means you can do more of what you're doing and people like me and everyone else who watches you can go, that's great, we see more of you. So yeah. it's 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 really important. And so, um, yeah, how did, uh, sorry, I did give you way too many questions at once there. <laughs> but um, how, yeah, how does mindful living fit into having a business? Do they kind of work together? Are you, is it a balancing act? How is that for you? Ooh, that is a great question. That is definitely a balancing act. It's really challenging actually because in the beginning I wasn't mindful at all it wasn't really geared towards mindful movement or anything I didn't really label it as mindful vlogs at all I was very much in that productivity trap and I was that's the kind of content I was consuming as well lots of like inspirational stuff and business coaching and mentoring and all, doing all the things all of the time yeah <laughs> and you reach a point where you're like wow this is not sustainable so now um I growing my business is important but it's not as important as having a nice life and enjoying life and time off like if I work for a couple of hours in the day I don't feel guilty about having time off for the mm -hmm. rest of the day um, which I know is a bit of a privilege as well, because when you are self-employed, there is that flexibility a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just, it's an ever, ever, uh, I guess, a continual task of catching yourself when you're not 
living what you are preaching (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely but I think that's also why you're a great teacher of it as well because you're showing that it's it's real and that it doesn't mean perfection in fact it maybe even it's the opposite I don't know but like (laughs) it's not about nailing it down completely and completing it and being like I've I've succeeded at this it's a journey of evolvement of yourself and I guess it's self-awareness isn't it? it's becoming so aware of what's working for you and how to create that balance so I, I like that you you share it in that way I, I like that you just kind of say this all honestly rather than mm-hmm. trying to say I feel like I'm, I've got it perfectly down <laughs> do you get it though sometimes where I don't know I've, I've kind of tra- I've, I track my cycle um and I feel like I'm starting to get to know that a bit more but mm. times when you're just like i want to work all the time like 24 7 I can't put down what I'm doing because I'm loving it and I'm obsessed with it and even though I'm tired I still want to keep going and then other times I'm like I don't even I can't even get started right now (laughs) yeah oh my god I am a massive fan of track and recycle I actually did a podcast episode on it as well yeah like yeah yeah I'll send you the link (laughs) um but but yeah it's it's so important to really lean into our menstrual cycle as females, I think, and just in general, really like leaning into what our feelings are telling us. And I have the same, particularly like when I'm getting up to like ovulation and it's getting to the summer of your, mm-hmm. of your period and you can just have so much energy to keep going. And then you hit ovulation. And I don't know if you have this, but I have such a plummet. I have such a plummet. And like the day before I can be so energized. And the next day I'm like, I feel it's like all the fear and everything kicks in but I think there's a reason why we get introspective during that time but um but yeah I just I think that's so fascinating like what's your journey been like of tracking your cycle so far then yeah I've tracked mine for since 2017 I think it was um so I tracked it but I didn't really understand it and then I use this app called hormonology it's a free app um and then I read the book period power period power oh I've read that as well it's so good oh my goodness isn't it (laughs) it's so good I was like how have I not know how did I get to 34 and not know this um and it just really opened my eyes and I am conscious of it every day even I even tell like tell everyone like what part I'm on in my cycle if I'm like overly chatty I'll be like oh it's because I'm like ovulation days coming so I'm might be a bit chatty or I'm due my period tomorrow so I knew that's why I was extra nervous and more anxious than normal Um, but yeah do you do you plan your work or your day or your month around your cycle I try to as well yeah and I think I think it's really important you mentioned that I, I think it's really good to start the conversation with people because I think a lot of our lives if you felt this as well but we have been kind of like oh period's we don't want that it's it's Mm -hmm. like even dirty it's inconvenient it's just affecting my life and I want to keep going 24 7 that's kind of the way we've been isn't it and uh, I was on the contraceptive injection for so long I didn't have a period I have really quite painful ones but um so I, I eventually came off it but for that whole time I was like I love that I don't have like the fluctuations in my hormones I love this and that and then eventually I thought this doesn't feel intuitively right but um, but yeah, so I try and plan it. And I think, like you said, to, to share with other people and it, I think it can help them lean into what's what's going on in their cycle and to maybe even just find that kind of self-care and that compassion because it's a beautiful, 
beautiful process that we have a beautiful beautiful um like hormone uh, journey that we go on mm. and i think if we can embrace it and become aware of it then we can live our life so differently as have you felt that yourself my goodness yeah i feel because i had bad times with periods so i was on the pill as well for pain and um irregular periods and things but now i have a relatively like regular cycle and it's completely flipped my experience like i feel so lucky to have that now that I kind of know where I am in my cycle or my my seasons yeah, <laughs> yeah it explains so much for me like moods and movement and eating patterns and how you want yeah. to react with people in the world or not <laughs> sometimes yeah. um yeah I think it's beautiful and gosh I just really wish well I hope maybe like they'll start to teach that younger because wow if I'd known this when I was a teenager it would yeah it would have been amazing I think yeah yeah no that's that's really cool and I fully resonate with that as well I I really hope that this is something that we can teach younger and I guess we can ourselves teach any any young children around I've got my partner's got um two kids and they haven't quite started the periods yet they're nine Mm -hmm. and eleven um but I'm I think I'm going to be that kind of I hope it's not annoying, but like the annoying, <laughs> nearly, nearly stepmother. We're not married, but um, but yeah, be that person who's just going to be like, no, like your period is amazing. Period yeah. power. Read this book straight away. <laughs> and Carry like, your tampon with pride. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'll show you my cup. Don't worry, I'll show you how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but just, just like actually, yeah, because it it does change your life. And if you ever had this, I don't know, but I had like literally, I went through a few months. So as I was tracking my cycle, I started tracking it. And I'd come off the um, contraceptive injection. And every month I would feel like really good. And then I'd have a week of feeling anxious. But because I wasn't, I'd only started tracking it, but not really thinking about how I felt. All of a sudden, when it all came together, I realized that I was feeling more anxious and more low as it built up to my period. And then when you become aware of that, then you can know like, because for a while I thought there's something wrong with me. What's wrong with my life? I feel anxious. What's going on? But when you know that actually that's part of your cycle, then you can actually yeah you can feel like you, you obviously it's softened you kind of be aware of it um and like you said socializing changes movement changes eating changes um and it's I don't know it just feels more like you're kind of living with the flow rather than kind of like just I don't know the same all the time which is probably what a lot of us were taught to do but, mm. but there's something more beautiful about leaning into ourselves isn't there I totally uh, can relate to that less less robotic <laughs> and, yes yeah particularly yeah the week before period is I feel like I'm a different person and everything's terrible and all that stuff and yeah again same I thought there was something wrong with me or um but once you know that and not saying it makes the time any easier it's almost just empowering to know that and yeah you know when when your period hits that estrogen is gonna help you feel a bit better so Yeah. yeah I think it's just about being empowered by the knowledge not saying it makes it any easier but mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely that's it we, I think we can feel so disempowered about our periods and but actually it's the opposite when you become aware of it and you accept it because it's it's like part of our lives isn't it rather than yeah. going I just can't wait for it to kind of be over um so thinking about that actually when you are um you know you're obviously posting vlogs about your life how does that 
how does it feel to know that people are watching you? And also, does your period have an effect on that? Are there times when you're like, oh my God, I probably shouldn't watch it today. And other times when you're like, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. empowered and yeah, and feeling confident. Yeah, I can definitely tell with the vlogging. I usually vlog in the earlier part of my cycle. I didn't realize I was doing it, but I just kind of know because yeah, you're more chatty. You want to be like out in the world. You feel more confident. Um, yeah, some of my vlogs are so rambly. I'm like, wow, yeah, you were really chatty. <laughs> to like edit it back. Um, so yeah, I try not to give myself any sort of like, I have to do vlogs on this day or this day. I just try to let it come naturally. And that's kind of how I keep it mindful. If I don't feel like vlogging, I'm not going to. That's why but then I kind of like draw this line between you obviously want to be authentic and share your life. I happen to share quite positive and uplifting things because when I'm feeling down in the dumps and terrible, I do not want to be vlogging. So I kind of hope that un the audience understands that, that it's not, I don't know, it is a bit of a highlight reel, but hopefully that's inspirational because I don't really want to vlog on the, on the down days, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, You've got to protect yourself as well, haven't you? And as much as it's great to yeah. to do that sometimes to share them them days, I think I mean personally from what I've seen of your blogs, I think they feel authentic. And I don't feel like you're kind of you know, a lot of these ones that we can watch or you see on Instagram or whatever, and it does feel like such a highlight reel and you're like, Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and I watch yours because you're talking about mindfulness and you're just sort of going through your daily life there's something really real about it so I don't feel it comes across in that way so um yeah everybody like watch Helen's vlogs honestly get a brew and just sit and watch her vlogs I the vlogs even I'm not I don't really watch vlogs but I watch yours and I I do feel inspired to just kind of be I can just be on that day and I can be in that moment and I can connect with myself and that living at like a slow pace in life is just, it's more enjoyable when you really lean into it, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And you just get, to, well, I feel like the, when you slow down, you get to enjoy more. I feel like I've definitely had times living fast paced and being like, I've got to do more and do the next thing and tick off this bucket list thing. And, and it's like, you don't actually end up enjoying them because you're just constantly on to the next, on to the next. Whereas yeah, the slowing down is really hard for probably the majority of us. We're kind of working against external forces. But yeah, just enjoying the small moments. And uh... Absolutely. They're kind of like, they make up what? They must make up 99% of our life, all them. The kind of daily movements and, and moments, mustn't they? And, and I was the same as you. And um, like you just said, then I've been through times where I've been like, must tick off this, must do that, must have a really full day or a really full week or month or year. And I wasn't actually present with it all. But actually, if you get really present in anything that you're doing, particularly like I said, the daily things that you do, rather than going, mm. oh, I'll just wish my life away until my next holiday, mm. you're kind of like, I don't know, that's that's the, the main part of your life. So if you, it's about how you feel, isn't it, rather than what you do. So if like you be and you feel, um, into that moment and that mindfulness and that presence then that's you living a, I guess more fulfilling and free in life or, or so I think I don't, I don't know yeah I totally agree with that yeah and just letting go of that judgment of yourself of if I'm not mm. on task or doing my to-do list I'm not a worthy 
functioning person and I should feel guilty about it. I'm really practicing that because even today I was a bit like, oh, you haven't done really that much. <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, you have. Like, don't worry. You're doing your period tomorrow, so chill out. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, no, thank you for sharing that as well because it is, it's, you still have that pressure, don't you? Even when you know that's maybe not what you want to kind of mm. live like as such, but you still can feel that pressure. And maybe in what you're doing and with the podcasting that I do as well, and do you know what, for anything that anyone does in life, we focus so much on on the time, really. But I think it's probably more about the experiences and the energy that we experience every day rather than making the most of our time. It's like making the most of, our, of how we feel, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I love that. I was, uh, I can't remember who I was practicing with, but someone um, I was practicing with talked about, it's not about the length of time that you do something that makes it worthwhile, it's the depth of it. So even like meeting up with friends, like you might only see your best friend for like 10 minutes, but it might be like the best 10 minutes, more than 10 hours with people that you maybe stay quite surface level with. I mean, if that's your thing or... um, so yeah, more about the depth than the length of time. That's really beautiful, isn't it? The depth rather than the length. Is there anything that you do that helps you become more present with everything in life? Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think actually. I think I mentioned vlogging before we started recording. Vlogging, I have this, again, it's a tipping scale. For me, currently, it might change. It makes me look for the beautiful moments in the day, like making a sandwich that might be really boring to some but I like to make it look pretty and um and cutting up the vegetables and making that a whole experience so vlogging helps me yeah really appreciate the small moments in the day Mm. yeah not just rush from one thing to the next yeah it makes me a little bit more conscious sometimes I feel like I fell into the trap of like oh no I've got to get my camera out for this and I really try and not do that. Yeah. Like it comes out when it feels inspiring to come out kind of thing. Yeah. It's generally, I don't like to vlog when I'm with people that I really want to have a nice time with. Uh, because also I don't want the whole like, are you okay to be on the vlog? Do you want me to edit you out? And blah, 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 blah. I'd rather just enjoy their company. <laughs> so yeah. often the vlog is just me and my boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, well, honestly, if you'd have, if anyone said to me before and go, um, do you want to watch a vlog and just watch somebody kind of like chopping up a sandwich or walking mm-hmm. down the road? I'd be like, no, probably not. But I watched yours and I was like, I actually really, I do really love this. I'm like, <laughs> yes, it's the beauty of the simplicity in the simple moments. And I love it. So as we're kind of wrapping up, I'd love to, if you could just explain what you're doing. Tell us a little bit more about mindful movement, where to find you, um, what you're offering basically on, on YouTube as well. Yeah. So uh, for anyone that wants free classes, I have hundreds over on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's Well With House. And I do sprinkle in some vlogs as well. And I've kind of done that just so you can kind of get to know me a bit. I quite like to get to know the teacher that I practice with so you can have a little bit of an insight to what I'm like, not just a te- when I've got my teacher's voice on or <laughs> my teacher's hat on so yeah I've got loads of stuff that you can enjoy over there and then I do live classes via zoom uh, through my membership and then you get some extra classes we've got an online uh, Facebook community as well and yeah you just get a little bit more there a little bit more community 
live classes and a little bit more structure as well I share series as well so if you want like a little five-day series if you do need a little more structure to your movement or your fitness we've got some series that you can follow along but I always say you can pick and mix like do whatever you want um so you can find that at mymindfulmovement.co and then I think that's about it I have all the social medias but I'm kind of a little bit in the time of like I kind of know I need to do social media for my business but I also don't want to add to the noise so yeah you can follow me if you want but no worries if not (laughs) no worries I'll pop all the links below and um thank you this is probably more of a general chat off air but I'm going to share it in case anybody else wants to know I personally been thinking about coming off social media it sounds a bit crazy for an an online um Mm -hmm. offering but I listened to a podcast um with I don't know if you've heard of a podcast it's in my non-expert opinion by Chelsea Rife and she didn't um, yeah, I, I'll tag this episode below. And it was with this um, woman. She's got such a lovely podcast herself, which is what I guess I'm getting to. But her name's um, Amelia Ruby, and she has a podcast called Off the Grid. And it's all about how social media didn't feel right for her in her business. She's a podcast um, editor, I think right. is, is what she does. Um, so she has a podcast herself called Off the Grid that is all about how you can get empowered and you can still have these kind of businesses online or even a you know a life online really without actually being on social media that maybe doesn't feel good for you um so that has been so powerful for Mm -hmm. me to listen to so just fully recommend that for anybody out there and yourself if you feel that way if it resonates with you if not obviously it doesn't matter but but yeah it was I found it so empowering because it just didn't feel right I think I'm going to leave Instagram soon um shock announcement everybody probably not (laughs) not on there much anymore (laughs) but um but, but yeah, it just doesn't feel right. But like at the end of the day, we've, we've got to feel so em- like empowered in, in our time, don't we? And use our energy in the way we want. So yeah, um, that sounds amazing. I will definitely be checking that out because I think, yeah, I'm definitely in a little bit of a trap of like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And I don't like that feeling. And I honestly don't think for me right now, I don't know why, but it isn't making much of an impact on my business anyway. So why am mm-hmm. I pouring my energy in, in there so yeah so thank so you for that. <laughs> no I hope that was <laughs> that's not like I'm just bashing social media there but I was like, <laughs> um, yeah I just I found it the same and that's what that woman said as well she said it didn't really have an impact on her social media uh, sorry on her um her business but she's found it in so many other ways so yeah. um inspired by her I've just created some posters that I'm going to post around town in the next few days um like really? about my podcast yeah and just go old school with it so um so yeah I guess it's like probably the moral of all that really is to say that you've got to do what you feel good in life, haven't you? Like what resonates with you and feels good. And if it, if it doesn't, then it's not going to have your right energy in it, I guess. And just question it and be curious and yeah. change your mind, change your mind again. And <laughs> Yes. Allow yourself to change and flow and grow. And, oh, it's been lovely talking to you, Helen. Thank you. Oh, it's been so lovely talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. I'll obviously link everything in the show notes below. And um, yeah, I'll be watching your videos and your vlogs very soon again, I'm sure. Thank you, Becca. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if this resonated with you, I would be so grateful if you could share it. And if you feel called to, to rate and review it. Thank you so much for helping with the growth of this show. Until next time.